good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Friday, May 13th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. everyone. Welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Tara Bolger. And I'm Brett Goodeman. We come to you three times a week and try to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today is Friday. We're going to look at the Acts text again. But before that, let's begin with prayer. Let us pray. Lord God, as we go into your word, may we be uplifted. May your spirit bring us from the depths, bring us from the mire, and show us the light of your love, the light of your redemption, and the light of your hope. We pray this all in your name. Amen. Friends, listen to the story from the 16th chapter of Acts, verses 16 through 34. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune-telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, these men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim to you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days, but Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the Spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out that very hour. But when her owners saw their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, they said, These men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrates had them stripped of their clothing and ordered them to be beaten with rods. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them into prison and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was an earthquake, so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they answered, Believe on the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night, he took them and washed their wounds. Then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them. And he and his entire household rejoiced that he had become a believer in God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. Tara, for our Friday fun question, if you came with a warning label, what would it say? Man, so many warning <laughs> labels. 
But I think the one I'm going to go with is warning will say whatever she thinks. Doesn't mean to be offensive or, uh, you know, challenging. Just has a habit of saying whatever she thinks. What about you? Uh, maybe like a warning sign that says do not touch. Just don't like being touched and <laughs> stuff. So- that, if that warning could be projected to everyone, I would love that. That is so funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I was dating, uh, Brian would have appreciated if I had a warning label that says, looks competent is a terrible mess. You know what I mean? Like, I am a, I am a mess in the house. So You know, if, if, we, had, if we had warning labels, uh, though it might be prudent on the other side, going into dating relationships, I don't think we'd have uh, any marriages. Nobody would ever, no, date. ever get married. You gotta keep that warning. Oh, down. I think he knew from the beginning, but he still thought I was pretty cute, so he came around. But uh, yeah, that's great. But to our uh, scripture, what do you think the overall theme of this passage is? We kind of have two stories or a continuation of the story. Where where do you find the cohesiveness in it all? So I think the the overwhelming theme is what will you do with your freedom? Hmm. So here's what I mean by that. The poor slave girl is released from this demon, um, the spirit of divination. And the people who own her know that she's been freed. Well, what are they going to do with that freedom? What they choose to do is to haul Paul and Silas to jail. Then we have the second story, which is, um, you know, Paul and Silas are freed within the jail. And the jailer sees it. And he knows that something holy and other has happened. And so the question then is, what is the jailer going to do in the face of seeing that freedom? And what he does is he follows God. He brings his whole household along. So I think the overarching theme is people who are enslaved and who are set free. And what are we going to do in the face of that freedom? Um, You know, we have a lot of freedom in our lives. And for me, sometimes that freedom can bring a lot of fear. I can be overwhelmed by my freedom. Um, But giving that over and over again to God has really set me free from a lot of that, too. Hmm. What do you think? That was so lovely. I don't even know. I don't even know. I'm going to try to find something to add to that. Uh, Maybe in in addition is is what... um, what are you going to do when you see other people in their freedom? Um, just as a continuation of that, you know, um, as you see uh, someone using the freedom of Christ to participate in the gospel, do you stand uh, on the sideline or do you join in with that community? Uh, do you uh, do you stand by where it's safer and maybe? just kind of like judge on the outside where, I mean, I love to be, uh, and we can talk about it over here and that's fine. Uh, or do you jump in and, and participate, uh, as, as, um, as the jailer's family does, right? They, they are now complicit in the criminal act he's done in, in bringing these men, uh, out of, out of prison. Um, do you, uh, join in with that or, uh, do you choose to, uh, let it ride? Yeah. And it makes me think, too, about how I view other people in their success and in their freedom. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
do I look at others and have a spirit of jealousy or do I realize that God, that, that all goodness is God's work and it should always be celebrated? And the answer is sometimes both, <laughs> even though I'm ashamed to admit it. You know what I mean? Um, but I really, this idea, there's this, I've heard people talk about Christian freedom and I don't know that I've understood it. But for me, the best definition of freedom I have heard is doing what you're supposed to do because you want to do it. Mm -hmm. For me, following in the way of Jesus Christ orders my life. And I am truly free when it orders it and I readily accept it and I am joyful to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's really the, the kind of end goal. There's something about turning my life over to Christ that is truly freeing. Um, in a way that, that I don't always understand and that I haven't understood before. When I think about, um, when I think about some of the, the chains that, that exist uh, in my life, I would have to, you know, I know it's an easy target, but I think about specifically social media uh, and not just, um, not just in what I'm putting out of myself, but also what I'm taking in of others. Uh, of as you said, is is this resulting in a jealousy? Is this resulting in a uh, having to put forth an image of myself that I think will be pleasing to others? Um, and I mean, it's it is a it is a very heavy weight to carry behind you as this this phone weighs in your pocket wherever you go. Uh, but when you do. When you, I think when you have these moments when you respond to the call of God uh, and this authentic human interaction where the spirit moves through you and it's, uh, and it's not, you don't even have a chance to record it on social media or, and to share about it, uh, then it is that freedom that is so desperately yearned for in my life uh, in so many different ways. Yeah, it's, that brings an interesting point in what are the things that we voluntarily enslave ourselves yeah. to, Yeah. right? Um, I can easily enslave myself to my phone. And what I'm really enslaving myself to is this idea that information is what I need and I'm going to get more and more of it. Mm -hmm. um, and it becomes this idol. Mm -hmm. um, so to think about what I voluntarily enslave myself to is really kind of an interesting question to think about and and that's and i think about uh you know the the paradox of you know finding freedom in the law of like the law may be uh you know like setting up within yourself um setting up these limits right so let's say hypothetically the the chains that i'm putting myself in is my phone and so i set up uh these limits of of not going on my phone after 7 a.m. or 7 p.m. or whatever. Um, on the surface, right, that looks like something that is not free. That's enslaving, right? You're, you're, you're not yeah. allowing yourself to do whatever you want. But then in a paradoxical way, that brings a freedom of soul and a freedom of heart uh, that wasn't there previously. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it what it gives me is a freedom to fully be the self that God has called mm. me to be in a way that I'm not otherwise. So with that, I'm going to give you a quote from Soren Kierkegaard, who has said, anxiety is the dizziness of freedom. And that's where I feel like letting Jesus Christ order my days really reduces that anxiety. If there's one 
uh, example of this, it's our entire culture right now. <laughs> I know. I know. Thank you all for being with us. We hope you have a wonderful and safe weekend. We'll be back again on Monday. Now may each of you go out to love and to serve, to be well, to care for yourselves and others, knowing that the grace and love of God is ever upon you. Amen. Amen.